You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. Check, Taco. Come on. Taco's, Taco. Taco's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, November 18th, the day after the Celtics lost to the Atlanta Hawks. And we'll start there. I mean, I I was kind of baffled as to the performance because, you know, obviously Tatum played as well as he did for the first time this season. We'll talk about that, too. And yet the still or sorry, the offense still looked horrendous. So I, I was just very frustrated the whole game. Yeah, yesterday was one of the most or maybe the most frustrating game of the season because one, I don't think Atlanta is that much better than the Celtics are, if at all. Mm -hmm. Certainly not this season. Two, Trey Young didn't play very well for his standards. He started double-double. Three, Herter and Bogdanovich, who were both questionable, went off. Uh, (laughs) Reddish, who had been horrible going into the game last night, had went off. And, I mean, it's a game where... You just couldn't put it together. So the Celtics would all of a sudden start making shots and leave the door wide open on the other end, or they would get five stops in a row and then not be able to put the ball in the basket. Yeah. I mean, those, and I very, for those that listen to this regularly, I very rarely will say this, but the officials were not good. Yeah. Sam's not a big blaming the refs guy. I do not believe in blaming the refs, but yesterday they were not good. They were inconsistent is the issue. And that's, that's I know that's your problem. main issue. Yeah, that's your main issue with the refs usually is when they're inconsistent. And it was a different kind of frustration, in my opinion, for the Celtics last night. When you guys are hearing this, um, actually, it'll still be last night. This will go out this afternoon. It was a different kind of frustration because throughout the season, the Celtics have been a frustrating team to watch. But you kind of knew what the issue was. And it was one thing. And they just had to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. It's one thing every game. Last night, it just seemed like they were crumbling. Like like you said, like they play good defense, but then the offense wasn't there. They played decent offense for a couple possessions, and the defense wasn't there. It was just a very frustrating all-around game because you know the Celtics had all the pieces to do it, but they just didn't you know, put, put it together. And like most games when you're watching the Celtics and it's frustrating, it's, okay, I guess they're just not on offensively tonight. They're just not making shots, and that's been the issue for most of the season. Jason Tatum, what? 34 points, 12 of 22 from the field, you know, six of whatever from three. He looked great for the first time this season, and the offense just couldn't put together a consistent stretch. And I don't know where the Celtics go from here offensively other than, you know, waiting for Jalen Brown to come back and praying that fixes it, right? Well, it's it's funny, isn't it, how it worked out yesterday? Like, okay, Tatum finally plays well, and then no one else does. I wouldn't say no one else. I think Josh Richardson was really good yesterday. Shout out my man Grant. What? And Grant was also good. Phenomenal. But Grant was phenomenal. Grant was great in his role. <laughs> the thing, the difference between yeah. him and Josh, Grant goes without saying, to be honest with you, I thought Grant was fantastic. Love the it. one message I sent to the airspace yesterday was that <laughs> Grant was playing well. Uh, but Richardson, what stood out to me is he was able to create for himself. You know, he was getting to his spots, yeah. hitting pull-ups, made a three, missed a couple big ones. Yeah. Uh, Schroeder, uh, came back down to earth. Marcus Smart was all right. Marcus Smart, by the way, dishing the ball out now. Lots yeah. of assists recently. But all right, so the offense is a massive problem. 
the the biggest problem to me is I it's mind boggling. Why are you still shooting threes? You you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or at least not the volume. I, I don't want you to turn to Ben Simmons. I just want you to not take forty threes. I agree. I, I agree. I think at the start of this, <coughs> excuse me, at the start of the season it was a lot worse, and I think they've toned it back since then because they were taking a horrendous amount of threes at the start of the season. Right now they're taking around thirty six point five a night. So it has gotten better. They're still around twelfth in the league. But for the percentage they're shooting, that's not okay. They're, I think they're bottom six in the league in three-point percentage, bottom five in the league. Yeah, there's no shame in mid-range shots. No, they're shooting, shooting 32.3% from three this season. And the only team shooting worse are the Pistons, the Thunder, the Nuggets, weirdly enough, and the Rockets. So you're not exactly in good company there. Yeah, but guys played ba- teams play basketball for years and years without having to chuck threes every possession. <laughs> And I think this is why you're liking Josh Richardson because he doesn't just. No, I like him. Schroeder does it too. There's a lot of guys. Horford has even been good from the mid range when he's been, you know, able to take him. I mean, if yeah. even Marcus Smart, when Marcus Smart shoots in the in like the little free throw key there, in the bubble behind the free throw line, he, it seems like he never misses. It's very yeah. simple. Just you, you don't have to take threes. There's, I don't want you to not take threes at all. But I mean, Jack Atlanta's pulling away in the game they just keep chucking trying to get one to stop momentum i agree with you i agree with you it's it's frustrating when you have guys shooting as poorly as they did last night and i will say it was a lot of role players who didn't shoot well from three last night tatum for the first time ever had it going uh him and grant williams were the only players to make more than one three that night like smart over four horford one for four shorter one for four richardson one for four langford over one neesmith over two pritchard over two I, I, there's nothing you're gonna do with that and those last two guys neesmith and pritchard <clears throat> i hate to break it to you guys for all those people clamoring for them to be in the lineup because they're gonna fix the shooting problem they suck this season and i love neesmith and pritchard but they have no business getting minutes if they're shooting this terribly and i understand oh we got to get them in a the rhythm the Celtics can't afford to get them in the rhythm. They don't have shooters to cover them when they miss. They need people in the lineup who can shoot the ball. And right now, that is Grant Williams and Romeo Langford. Even though Langford shot over one, those are the two guys who are making three-point shots this season. With the, with now Al Horford coming into the mix as he finds a shot. Other than that, they don't have any actual shooters on this team. Schroeder can get hot. Richardson can get hot, but they're not shooters. They're not shooting like good three-point shooters. Yudoka doesn't have the not the bandwidth the the um ability to experiment or not even experiment because you know these guys can be too like good three-point shooters but he can't just throw them in the lineup because the offense has been that bad that the celtics will just lose because they're missing and that, that's just how it is this season which sucks but yeah, you, can't you just give need to change the way you hitting. play offense i mean five yes. years ago you were running curl plays for avery bradley so he could shoot the mid-range <laughs> just do that i'm not joking yeah. like literally do no, it i know I know there's nothing to to wrong the with that. I don't love the mid range as much. I, I agree. It can be effective. Well, you're a stats guy and I understand I it. I understand why, you know, the analytics say you shouldn't because it's a higher risk shot for an over extra reward. And you could just go to the pain or if you're going to shoot, you should shoot a three. Yeah, fine. But you, you can't shoot threes. You, you're showing everyone you can't do it. Yeah. So let your select guys shoot them, shoot them in select situations which should very rarely be in early in the shot clock, which they did a lot yesterday, it seemed like. And just get quality looks. I, I don't even think they're getting bad looks from three. They're just not making them. But no. them not making these shots is becoming a, a pattern. 
It, it's it's happening every game. And I brought Ime up the stat. He doesn't care. He's not overreacting to it, is what I should say. It's not that he doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he thinks it's going to level out. It I should. Don't know. I mean, realistically, it should, but right no, now it's I not. No, I agree. Like, I don't. I think that's why it's so frustrating and why I think a lot of people overreact when the Celtics lose. Like, I'm I'm still at, I'm not happy with yesterday's game. Like, I think that was a winnable yeah. game. I think everyone, including myself, is so frustrated because they are getting good looks and they're just not making them. And like we discussed, they're getting these stops and then they can't put the ball in the basket. I mean, Sam, I've read you this stat. I think every show for the last two weeks, Celtics get, I think, around 18 wide open threes a game and they're shooting like 31% on those shots. That's just not like they're getting good looks. Like you said, they're just not making them, which is like I said, why Pritchard and Neesmith can't play? Because if they're not making shots, you can't be in the lineup unless you do other things. And that's why you see Richardson. That's why you see Schroeder. That's why you see Grant and Romeo get minutes over these two young guys. Schroeder can drive to the hoop and handle the ball better than Pritchard can at this point. So you need to prioritize him if Pritchard is making threes. Richardson can drive to the hoop, play defense in his veteran presence more so than Aaron Neesmith is. So unless Aaron Neesmith is making threes consistently, you can't play Aaron Neesmith. And Grant Williams and Romeo Lankford get playing time over Neesmith and Pritchard because they make their threes. And that's what you need. You need that so desperately on the Celtics team that you just can't afford to give Neesmith and Pritchard minutes. And all I see on Twitter is, oh, well, Ime Udoka refuses to play these because they're not making shots. They're like, oh, these were the two best three-point shooters on the Celtics last season. But last season was last season, and this season is this season. And if they're shooting below 30% from three and don't bring you much else on the floor, especially if it's not much else that other people can't bring you themselves, they can't play. And it sucks, but they can't play unless they're hitting shots for those two guys specifically. Yeah, I mean, I've been a big advocate of the it's tough to get hot when you aren't getting consistent minutes. It's it goes both ways, though. It's tough to give consistent minutes when the guys can't do anything yes. for you. I don't know what the solution is. I don't really even know how the G League system works in terms of who can do it. But I think they can they can you need to send those guys down to just give them some run because I think they benefit from getting run. I don't I I understand the notion that they're not really at G League level either. They're kind of in between. But. I mean, they're NBA level, but they're just not hitting shots right now. And you you need need to give them some confidence. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I agree. Send him down. I I don't care. Send him down. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one or two games, send him down. This has been the time for these guys to prove themselves with Brown out, and they haven't done it. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And they, they just like when Richardson's out too, you see Neesmith get his chance and he shoots, what, one of five from three? Like, they're just not capitalizing other opportunities, which would get them more minutes. Like Grant Williams is an is an example we bring up every night. Grant's never like not really a consistent with starter. Seventeen points. Eighteen. Eighteen points. Eighteen yeah. points on six of twelve shooting, three of eight from three. He's not an every night starter, but when he does start, he has confidence. He shoots his shots without hesitation, and he makes a good percentage of them. And that's what you need to do. Sam Grant Williams right now, if he hits one more free throw, he's fifty forty ninety. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Him. That's He's playing so well. And back to your idea of, you know, prioritizing the mid-range shot. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. Not, I'm not saying prioritize. I'm just saying. No, I know. Take it instead of threes once in a while. I, I know what you mean. My, my point is I was going to make, instead of even doing that, I just think they should be driving more. Right. And they already drive a lot. They're one, two, three, four, five, fifth in the league in drives per game. Uh, in shots off drives, they're top 10. 
but they still only drive 51, you know, 0.8 times a game. And stats are stats, but whatever. You the, the on court or, or the eye test on the court can tell you that they should drive more. The number one team in the league for driving the ball is the Oklahoma City Thunder, weirdly enough, probably because they don't have guys that can hit shots. Right. And the reason they're so bad and they're not even bad this year, which is the funny part. I, I think they're like six and eight, which isn't good. But for the Thunder, that's pretty damn good. Would you agree? <laughs> like for that roster? Yeah. Thunder haven't been too, too bad, to be honest with you, for what they are. They've been fun to watch, too. And they beat the Lakers twice. So you got to love them. And my, my point is they don't have the you know personnel to be driving that much, but they do because they also don't have the personnel to hit threes. The Celtics have guys that can drive really, really well. Tatum last night looked aggressive. Schroeder's great when he's driving the ball. Richardson looks great when he's driving the ball. Jalen Brown, we all know, is probably one of the best at the basket in the NBA, right? Yeah. Marcus Smart can drive and make plays. The Thunder are averaging 67 drives a game. The Celtics are fifth, and they're averaging 52. So there's a huge gap there. The, the gap between the Thunder and the Hornets, who are second, is almost 12 drives a game. If the Celtics even ramp that up to just like 60 drives, and that's a lot. But just eliminate some of these threes for a pump fake, drive into the hoop, and make plays. That will make such a huge difference in their offense. Like, And they're doing that. They're doing that right now. But half the times you see the offense go stagnant and just try to pass around the perimeter and get an open look that way. And Scow says this on the broadcast all the time. That's not going to get you open looks. The difference between passing around the perimeter and hoping someone gets open versus driving to the lane, drawing a defender, and kicking it out is so, so visibly different. Like, the self, like... Just drive the ball. Stop shooting these threes when you don't drive first. And it's just going to create more open looks that so far they haven't been hitting. But at least you'll get some more opportunities in the paint, right? Scout, by the way, says some very dumb things in the broadcast. <laughs> That's not one, though. That's not one of them, though. Scout I like that take. is not someone that I've, like, ripped on, really, like, or noticed why people get mad at him until recently. Yeah. He says some really dumb things. Like what? If I hear him mention how much stronger Tatum's gotten one more time without Tatum showing you that he's gotten stronger, like Tatum will like do one thing a game that like he's like, wow, look how strong he is. And then he'll go and miss five layups. (laughs) Like shut up, Scal. Like he's he hasn't been good. He was good yesterday and he deserves credit for being good. And he deserves credit for not letting his poor play offensively affect his whole game recently but stop telling me how damn strong he is because he's not he doesn't play like he's any stronger no uh scout also absolutely loves two for one (laughs) yeah i always say that to you like no one loves the two for one more than scout every quarter they're gonna go for a two for one here you watch like they wasted the two oh they can get a two for one here who cares get a good shot (laughs) it's so funny it entertains me at the very least um, I want to talk about Tatum, too, because obviously you got to give him props when he has a good game. Shot 12 for 22, 5 for 12 yes, from three. efficient game for Tatum. 12 threes is too mm-hmm. many, but it is what <laughs> it, five of it, them, it is. It is too many. It's it, I don't care. It's still too many. I mean, it, it was nice to see him start hitting them. Uh, I agree with you that it's a lot of threes, but hitting five, I guess, is 41% or 42%, I guess you can round up. Um, what did you fine. see different on the drives just, is what I was going to ask. Like on the how, drives, how I wish effective? he would use two hands to drive more. I wish he would drop step in the post more, which he never does. I wish mm-hmm. he would go into guys and use his body to create space instead of trying to reach around. That's the biggest problem. If you watch the difference between him and Jalen Brown, who's like you mentioned, one of the more efficient guys around the rim in the league, you can see the difference in how they go up. 
Tatum is just trying to go around, guys. He put on all this muscle for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Brown goes through guys, embraces contact. Tatum tries to avoid it and be all fancy with it. And, and I think he stopped doing that a little bit last night. I think he embraced the contact a bit more, bit, bit more which is why he was playing better, right? He shot seven. I, I was fine with Tatum yesterday. He deserves, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a pat on the back, if you will, but he deserves credit for it. Like, guy hasn't been great. He's, like, still playing hard. Like, it happens. You get in a slump. The reason why he gets bitched about so much is because he's held to such a high standard. Everybody says he's like the second coming, which I don't know if I'm sold on that. I, 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 I'm not sure how good Tatum actually is, but he's better than he's been playing. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Brown can come back and be playing at the level he was before he left because he was kind of the savior in the Celtics offense. And with their newfound defense combined with his offense, I think this team could be a lot better than they are right now. And I think they should be in general, but I think Brown will definitely help them on the offensive side of things because he'll drive the ball more, right? Yes. And I also um, think he's better off the catch and shoot. That's one guy that (laughs) I have a lot of confidence in every time he shoots. Yeah, he's shooting nearly 40% this year. I also think Brown plays tomorrow. I don't see any way. I hope so. I know LeBron's uh, 50-50. LeBron's going to play. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm not like Joe. I'm not being cute. Like put your no, I think house so, on it. He's going to play. I think so as well. Um, but another thing I did want to talk about was as much as they struggled on offense outside of Tatum and Grant Williams, shout out Grant last night. I did think and there Richardson. were some issues on defense and Richardson. Yes. Defense um, was not Richardson, good. Last the only night. guy on the bench. The issue I saw with the defense was I think they prioritized doubling Trey Young too much, yes. which worked. But they were banking. Uh, it which worked, in but it theory, didn't work. This makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In theory, it makes sense. Okay, we double Trey Young. We we clamp. They went for the duty, stop like, the star. Let we... the rest of the team beat us, and the rest of the team annihilated <laughs> exactly. them. And they didn't adjust exactly. to it. Okay, exactly. Kevin Herter. Yeah. First of all, this shouldn't even have been rocket science. The guy comes out, and makes his first five shots. That's when you say, "All right, we're just going to play straight up." That's that's number yeah. one that you have to say. All right. Stop throwing double teams at Trey Young and leaving guys wide open from deep. Just stop. Stop doing it. I agree with you. I agree. And they didn't, like you said, they didn't adjust, so they didn't close out fast enough and their rotations were all messed up. They just needed to start uh, playing the defense they have been playing for the past uh, games because it was working. Especially after they saw it wasn't working in the first. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You just have had the best defensive rating in however many games or whatever. Right. And that's all anyone's been talking about, which is well deserved. They've been playing good defense. So don't change it. And why why do you need to double team Trey Young when you have Marcus Smart is my question that there's no reason. Screens and I I don't know. I maybe they (sighs) just don't want him to get going. I I don't know what the problem is. I I don't get it. I don't know. Um, That that was frustrating to watch me, too, because Trey Young was breaking down the defense. Right. And he's a great passer. You know, give him credit. But the Celtics weren't adjusting, and whenever they double-teamed him, he just found someone immediately. Collins on the roll, you know, Herder in the corner. He was finding people left and right, and the Celtics just didn't adjust. And when they did adjust, he found a guy, and that guy found another guy who was open because they were trying to scramble from the double-team. And Yudoka, that's the one thing I think. I, I thought Yudoka's been fine this season, especially recently. The one thing he needs to get better at is adjusting throughout the course of a game because right now he just sticks to his philosophies too much. And it's it's killing him. It, it's absolutely killing him from the switch everything to this most recent you know double defense. It's it, it's tough to watch sometimes, but overall I think I I have no problem with you Duke overall this season though. What about you? It's too soon to tell. Okay, 
And I am I, 1,000% about, against blaming coaches when your team underachieves because... Especially like this, because two years in a row, you can't blame yeah, two you, different coaches with same, the same group. Same stuff is happening two years in a row. People yeah. that thought it was Brad's fault could not be more wrong. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I just like watching people double down, like, oh, it's Udoka's fault now. Like, at some point, you just have to blame the players, right? Like, they're not immune. They're the ones actually playing the fucking basketball game. Uh, uh, it's 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 enraging to watch. That's one of my least favorite takes, and I know you agree with me. But um, We can talk a little bit about this Lakers game. Uh, it'll be fun to watch just because it is Celtics-Lakers. It, it's, but, um, in my opinion, must win. I think it's it would be a huge huge game. Lakers are eight and eight right now. Uh, they're five and three with. I was just wrote an article on this. I didn't look up the stats. I don't memorize it. Uh, they're five and three pre LeBron injury. Four and two when LeBron plays, and they are three and five since he hasn't been playing, and four and six when he doesn't play. So they're obviously a better team with LeBron. And Westbrook, Westbrook's has been shooting better lately, which is not fun for the Celtics. And I, I, I'm going to tell you this now, Sam, and you're not going to like it. Talon Horton Tucker has been playing amazing, and I know he's a guy you'll be pissed if he plays well against the Celtics. <laughs> I will. I'll be pissed if pretty much anyone but LeBron and Davis plays well. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I don't think Westbrook's good. don't think Carmelo Anthony's good. I know he's had a better season, but I still don't think he's good. Uh, obviously, the rest of the team, they're just like a bunch of old guys. I hope Boston hey. Reeves doesn't play well. That'll, that'll hurt me. <laughs> Actually, I think he's hurt, but I, you, I, I'm taking my props for that one. I, I said his name a lot when the draft. I'll take my props for the Lakers not being the top team in the league. <laughs> like I've like been everyone and their mother was trying to tell me, oh, they got Westbrook now. They're going to be so good. Westbrook's not a good fit. I don't You're think right. he's that great of a player either, but he's certainly not a good well, fit. You were right. I'll give you the fit part. I, and I have been giving the props on that. You were correct, but... uh. What what do you want to see as a bounce back game from the Celtics against a team with as much as they're not playing well with as much star power as the Lakers have? Don't overreact to the star players like you did Trey Young. That's number one. Your defense yeah. been fine. Uh, make sure. I mean, you're probably gonna need guys around Tate if especially if Brown doesn't play. Guys around Tatum are gonna have to play better. You're going to need because Tatum's probably gonna have to guard one of those two guys. He's going to be giving up a lot of energy on the defensive end. So his offense is probably going to suffer a little bit. So you need I, – I bet you we're going to see a huge game from Schroeder, actually. I hope so. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That would be very, very funny. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. I mean, if he stays mad, that'd be <laughs> – Should be mad. Very, very fun. They ran him I mean, out of yeah. town and they blamed did. him for the team's failures. He did play like garbage in the playoffs, but that was not his fault. That, that was not his fault at all. Um, yeah, I think if Brown plays, and I hope he does play, and I know you think he will play. I, I, I don't think, think any of the marquee guys are going to miss this game tomorrow. I'm just telling you right now. I don't think LeBron's going to miss it. I don't think Brown's going to miss it. Robert Williams is going to play. It mm-hmm. it Even if you have to sit Brown the next game, you'd play him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think Brown has a big game if he does come back because he, I mean, he's Jalen Brown. I don't, he doesn't have many off nights. And I just think after sitting for so long, and he has said he's starting to ramp things up, I believe, uh, I think he torches the Lakers defense because Lakers defense has not been that good this season. Um, no, as a whole, which they've been known as a defensive team in the past. And I think 
as funny as it sounds, losing guys like Alex Caruso and you know other other players that they're missing from last season is hurting. No, them it does hurt. They especially they when you see how, for example, Caruso is playing this year. He's playing great. He's looks he's making phenomenal. an impact. Mm-hmm. Harrell, best player in the league. <laughs> MVP candidate Montrez Harrell. No, but I don't know. I'm very excited for this game. Because even though, like you said, it's a must-win for the Celtics, and I would I would lean on the the side of agreeing with that. It, it'll be a good game regardless. Usually, when the Celtics play Lakers, it's it's a pretty good game. Yeah. Well, traditionally, if anyone gets blown out, it's the Lakers. Yes. Yeah, so remember in, the Ennis Cantor game years. last year, or two years ago? Remember the Ennis Cantor? Yeah. Game? Yes. There was <laughs> that, that was game. Week. There was the game at Staples last year. Ah, not Staples, Sam. Not Staples anymore. No, it was it was Staples. <laughs> I know. Back Still is then, Staples. Not not anymore after after Christmas. What do you think of that? I think that's the dumbest shit I can. I ever personally, imagine. I don't like the sponsorships on arenas. I don't like that they change. I I like it if that's what it's always been. Okay, so yeah. for example, like the Heat changed the name of their arena this year. It's no longer American Airlines Arena. Or center. Dallas is yeah. the center, I believe. Miami uh, is I the think, Yeah, I don't know which is which. Or was. I don't know. Yeah. They're FTX but, arena now. Yeah, so I don't like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's, just, it's bizarre. I, I think it's, it's better if the place you play at has more meaning because of I mean, its name has a history. Like, okay, yes, Staples is a company and it was a sponsored name of the arena but that was like a it's always been that yeah it's always been that it's always been staples but now it will be crypto.com arena like uh, that's just so no one's gonna call it that no absolutely no one's gonna fucking call it that it's gonna be staples center forever um why didn't they they call it crypto center (laughs) it's so dumb i don't know that these things are just weird i don't like i mean if you I'm pretty sure like most European arenas or at least stadiums are not sponsored. There are the big ones are Emirates for Arsenal is Etihad for Manchester city is, but besides that, there are not many. What is Trafford? Old Trafford is United Anfield Mm -hmm. is Liverpool, Stamford bridge, Chelsea, like all of these places are, I mean, how much money do you freaking need? You putting sponsorships on the jerseys now? Think of what if uh, what if TD Garden just changes to like Vista Print Arena? How pissed would you be? That that would be really bad. <laughs> it, no, seriously, be, like it's not no, good. I agree. Like, Garden should hurt. remain in the name. I agree. What, what about the Vista Print Garden? No, not the same. <laughs> no, I don't like I. VP Garden. I even think. <laughs> I even think the Fleet Center was a bad name. Like it should have always been Garden. The what center? Fleet Center was the original name of it. Oh, I forgot then about that. And it was that era. the Bank North Garden. Now it's TD Garden. I forgot about that era. Um, yeah. Moving on. Obviously, Lakers game. Tatum some comments after the last game. Always said like said, "Oh, I'm a Lakers fan when I was grew up, and not anymore." Uh, you were mentioning before we started recording that you liked that. You want to? I like that. That's why. that's not something you don't hear a lot of things like that out of Tatum. Yeah, you don't you don't hear him talk about the Celtics often, or you know, like what get, being like fired up about something and really sounding like he's a competitor. 
at least in interviews. I'm not saying he's not a competitor. Obviously, he is with performances we've seen and things he's done. But that him saying that is a change that is a very good change. I was yeah, very I surprised agree. when I read that this morning when I woke up that the in the depths of the night when you hadn't gone to bed yet. I was asleep by four. Come on now. Um, yeah, Tatum's usually just very blah about everything. Um, he's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is cool. That's cool. Whatever. Like, yeah, I was a Lakers fan, like blah, blah, blah. Like he usually wouldn't add the not anymore part. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was a big Lakers fan as a kid. Like, it'll be fun to go up against them. Like, that's usually the comment you'll get from Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. He's usually, I I think the best way to say it, and as weird as it is, he's just usually not very team oriented. He's just very, yeah, he's, he hasn't really carried Celtics with him off the court. I I don't really know how to voice that. It doesn't seem like like he has a lot of pride in the team he plays for, aside from saying that. I don't think he hates it being on the Celtics. I don't think that's. I think this is harsh to put it this way, but voicing it like he's just there to get his stats and amplify his brand kind of. It feels wrong because obviously he wants to win, but you know what I'm saying? That's just the vibe I get from Tatum, which sucks, but that's that's just how I feel about him so far in his career. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, it just... I don't know. He he just seems indifferent sometimes about that kind that, of thing. That, that's the perfect way to yeah. his whole personality. He's just always indifferent, which is very frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know... <laughs> Tatum's just an enigma, man. I, this is why I like Jalen Brown, because at least he's more outspoken about stuff in general. Well, Jalen right? Brown like, at least seems you get like words. he really likes being here. Marcus Smart has said that he likes being here. I, I don't even, I don't know. I, I think indifferent is the perfect thing. I don't think Tatum dislikes it with the Celtics. I just think yeah. this is how it is for him. And it's not like me yeah. ripping him. I'm very happy he said what he said yesterday. I just think it's a change that is a good change. I, it's not something we had heard really from him before, from what I remember. Do you think Tate? This is obviously like looking way far into the future, but I'm just thinking out loud here. Do you think Tatum stays in Boston after this current contract? Think that there's a lot of variables that go into that. I don't think it's I, you know, yeah, that, it's a loaded question, but I feel like I don't know. if and things I don't keep going play, the way they are, then no. I don't want to play the "Would you rather have this guy or this guy" game, but Tatum's attitude makes me think it. The the answer is Brown. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Right Which now. sucks because I think I, I, think I don't Brown, know. All everyone thinks he's the second coming. I don't get it. I think Brown has the potential to be a lot better than a lot of people think. I do too, and I think he gets better every year. Yes. Yes. He he always significantly adds significantly better. To his game. I think if Brown can become a better passer, then he could be better than Jason Tatum. And I really right? hate these talks. I do I too. There, there's I a lot of variables it's... that go into the Tatum thing. I mean, one, if they bring in Beal, it factors into it. And I don't even want them to go and get Beal because I think you're bending over Beale's backwards. Washington, but the way they're playing, I don't think Beal's going to Washington. I think oh, they lost Washington. yesterday. <laughs> did you bet on them? Yes, I did. <laughs> did the Clippers win? You bet on the Clippers too, didn't you? Mm, I didn't. I, the only games I bet were Celtics and uh, Washington. They both lost. Two L's. That's the first time I have been winless this season on the bets, by the way. However, for those of you that listened to the pregame, we would have won you money if you took our who will score first bet. 
because it was Capella did score first. Sure as shit, it was Capella. My buddies were very mad at me though because Celtics didn't cover plus five and Tatum scored over instead of under, so not ideal. But I mean, you just can't predict those things, I guess, because those two should be mutually you know exclusive. But it didn't fucking happen. Anyways, I don't like the talks either. Tatum versus Brown. I think it's it's foolish to think they can't work together with how talented they are but tatum's attitude and his slumps and the way he handles himself off the court just makes me think it sometimes you know like it's it's not it's not great to think that way when your superstar is acting the way he does and like you said it's not even that he's like rude or dis like not likable he's just indifferent which is frustrating as a fan when your team's struggling i just think guys have different personalities and he's just not someone that's fiery he's not a kg He's not, which is fine. You don't have to yeah. be. But it's not even like he's not KG. He's just not even like, he just seems like he doesn't give a shit. Like, he just doesn't know. care. I think he cares. I think he, I think he cares. Show it. I, I don't know. It's, he, you're, you know that he's an enigma. I don't really, it, I get very <laughs> uncomfortable when I think about, like, him. I don't know. It's very bizarre to me. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I don't necessarily have any other big topics that I had planned, but <laughs> the only other thing I can think of that we could talk about, which I don't think you'll like very much. So unless if you got something, hit me up. Um, I've compiled uh, some proposed trades around the league uh, on the Internet and stuff that I've dug up. And I'd love but to do they involve the Celtics. Yeah, they're all Celtics trades. We can do this because I do think changes need to be made. Solely because of how horrible the offense has been. And I, because of how good the defense has been, I think this team can really turn the corner if they can figure out how to put the ball in the basket. And so, some are far more realistic than others. But I, I'd like for you to, you know, react to them uh, regardless. But yeah, I, I mean, I just like to get your thoughts on these. Like I said, some realistic, some not. Shit on them if you want. But I, I just think it'll be fun to go through some of these. Um Shout out Hardwood Houdini. I used to write for them. Uh, so I, I'd like to get your thoughts on this one uh, to start. This one is a three-team deal involving the Philadelphia 76ers and the Sacramento Kings. So uh, the, the proposed trade, would you like to guess who the Celtics are getting well, before I go? Ben Simmons. No. No. Is Ben Three Simmons in the deal. trade? He is. So he goes to Sacramento. So yes. they must be getting like Buddy Healed or something like that, with close. the money being thrown around. Yes, close. Celtics get Harrison Barnes in the trade. Okay, all right. Seventy Sixers get De'Aaron Fox and Grant Williams, which I don't. I, we can give our thoughts on it. Let me just finish the trade. Kings get Ben Simmons, Aaron Neesmith, Josh Richardson, and a twenty twenty three first from the Celtics protected top ten. So all in all, the Celtics would be giving up. Neesmith, Richardson, and Grant Williams, pick. and a 2023 top 10 protected first for Harrison Barnes. Well, I think Richardson and Williams are two guys that are playing well for you right now, so I don't know. I agree. You know, I like, agree. I don't know. I At think, the same time, though, you can't just give up players who are playing like shit for players that are playing good, so I understand that you no, I agree. some value. But, but I think but yeah. both those guys are key to your success, too. You know, like, <laughs> they fit your system really well. Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you, but no, I'm, I'm I mean, not, Harrison Barnes. I, don't, I think Barnes is a fine player. I think he's playing well. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I don't know. If, if they're going to trade, I think it's something small, and I think they give up one of, if not both, 
Pritchard, Neesmith, because those guys don't have a role on this team consistently right now. Mm-hmm. And I think here's the problem is that, okay, Schroeder's on a one-year contract, so you really have to be careful if you're going to trade Pritchard away. Mm-hmm. Despite his struggles, I think both those guys look fantastic coming into the season, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I got you. Um, next trade I see here, again, from Hardwood Houdini. Shout out those guys. Um, I don't necessarily agree with. I think the Celtics would have to probably throw in a pick or two here, but I think it's a solid trade. Juancho Hernan Gomez and Josh Richardson for Thad Young and Bryn Forbes in San Antonio. They're a smaller scale trade, obviously, but... You said Richardson for both and, those guys? And Wancho, and you'd pr- I, I think you'd probably have to throw in a pick, too, honestly, but for... Uh, for Thad, Thad Young and Bryn Forbes? Yeah. Well, I think Young helps you. I, think I don't, think, I don't think Forbes is like a bomb or anything. I'm just trying to think Forbes of where his minutes are going to come. I, I think he gets minutes over... I mean, he'd replace the Richardson minutes, honestly. And then you you have Tad Young to play some center minutes so Ennis Cantor doesn't play because that was awful. <laughs> well, they have to play Cantor or they're anti whatever the hell he's standing for. He just he, he's it's I don't think even I, though he, he, he was very outspoken to today. Well done, Cantor. Going. Yeah, no, I I love what he I love what he stands for. He's just well, not he just doesn't want like minutes. the kids like in the sweatshops is from what I understand. Right. Which is a valid cause. Yes. That's fine. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's just he there's not, not much to disagree enough. with there. I think if you're working, you should get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he's not good enough to play, I don't think, <laughs> which is just I mean, it's just how it is. Um, But yeah, what do, what do you think of that? Forbes? Uh, I don't know how well Forbes is shooting this season, but I can look. But I, I think he'd be probably one of the better shooters on the Celtics in general. Uh, he's shooting 42.9 percent from three. It would this help. Season, so. Yeah, it would help for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I might do that. I don't know. I like Richardson a lot. He's my favorite guy on the bench right now without Schroeder being on the bench. I, I'm just I interested too. to see what they're going to do when Brown comes back. I think Schroeder should stay. I think they should just drop a big. I don't, I don't know. It, it's very tough to decide. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, this next, next article is titled Three Trades That Could Save the Celtics Season. It's from two weeks ago. So, you know, put it in a little perspective. This is when they were struggling a lot, but. Uh, first one, a 2023 first top 10 protected and a 2022 second for Terrence Ross. Pretty simple. one. I brought up the just picks, lot. just picks. Yeah. Hammer it. I mean, you don't need <laughs> picks at this point unless. If you think your season's going to turn around from this, you don't need the picks. You don't. Okay. Yeah, there's no reason to have any more draft picks at this point. You've got all these guys that are very young. And you don't yeah. have room to play guys you're going to draft. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, next one I got is uh, the classic Ben Simmons, Sam. Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Wancho, Aaron Neesmith, three first-round picks. If, if Brown and Tatum are involved, you do it. You think so? You think you should pull Eas- You easily do it. There's You do it. Do you like Simmons? No, I think Simmons is a whiny prick. <laughs> and who isn't good enough to act the way he's been acting. But at the same time, I think he's a better fit on the Celtics than he is Philly. However, if the Celtics can't shoot for shit, then bringing in a guy that won't shoot a three doesn't help you. 
Maybe it does because I bitched earlier that they shoot two out of three. At so, the same time, it can't hurt you much more than you're playing right now, right? Like there are no. I, if if you're not trading Tatum and Brown, then you do it. Yeah. You do it. It's as simple as that. You do it. And Horford, yeah. if you keep him too, you certainly do it. Well, I don't think they. I don't think they. I don't think they want him either. Horford. But yeah, no, I agree with you. And I Rob Williams was not in that. Yeah. Last one I got for you is the same player uh, involved in a previous trade. Harrison Barnes coming to the Celtics again. This time, Richardson, Hernan Gomez, Neesmith, and a 2023 first lottery protected. I think that's an easy pull the trigger and you do it. But what do you well, think? Barnes is only on a one year, right? Uh, I think he has two years left. No, he just signed an extension, actually, low key. So Kings payroll. Okay, <laughs> if he did sign an extension, then yeah, you Back check. It's this year and next year he's on on the books for yeah, twenty million this year and eighteen million next year. So it's going down. I think that trade would actually help a lot because I just don't think the other teams play. do those trades in either situation. I don't think the Kings would hate it because I think they'd get I, and I think if the Kings did that trade, Neesmith Smith would start playing well because he'd be getting a lot of run and have <laughs> yeah. less pressure on him, and then people would freak out. That's also I, true. That, I mean, people freak out about Desmond Bain. If Desmond Bain was drafted by the Celtics, there's no guarantee he plays the way he plays. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to be given the opportunity he was given in Memphis. It's just as simple as that. These are all subjective things, people. It doesn't matter who is on the team. It depends on what opportunities are given. Certain guys, no matter what you do with them, they're going to be great. But there are other guys that need that opportunity to uh, build confidence, get in the rhythm prove themselves to themselves and their teammates like Neesmith and Romeo Langford for that matter have not really gotten that opportunity. Romeo's just now starting to get that kind of consistent role in the team. And for the most part, everyone's pretty satisfied with him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's just like I was saying earlier, you're not making shots. You can't get minutes. You're not getting minutes. You can't, it, it's a, it's a, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough, but um. Last three I have for you aren't exactly – actually, I think I do have one actual trade for you. Um, looking ahead here, I don't think you'll like this, but I'll tell you anyways. Marcus Smart, Aaron Neesmith, 2022 first, 2025 first for DeJounte Murray, Kata Bates, Diop. So, Can you repeat that? Yeah, Marcus uh, Neesmith, 2022 first, 2025 first. For Dejounte Murray and Kade Bates Diop. Yeah, I, you do that. No. You think you do that? Really? Murray, Smart and Neesmith. That's it. And two for first, but I know you don't care about first. Him. They don't matter. At this point, they don't matter. I, I they they matter like to you if you're OKC and you have minutes to give these picks. Yeah, that's fair. I'm surprised you do that still because I didn't think I love Marcus Smart, but I don't know. I think Murray's a good get. And he's young. Uh, and he's young. I think that's huge. Um, and he's shooting actually better than I thought from three this season. Shooting around 33%, which still isn't great, but he has room for improvement. All right, maybe I do do that trade. Maybe I do do the trade. Uh, the last How many drives is the average per game? <laughs> I'm not joking. Question. Say I'm the Curious. stats guy now, huh? Well, no, but I like the drives. That's all I really care about. I don't really, I care I about drives and shooting percent. I don't care about the other stuff. But take a look. He is top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in drives, sixteen point one a game. There you uh, go. Point, yes. point two more than yes, Schroeder. Yes, you, you do that. Yes. 
There you go. The last three I have, excuse me, the last three I have are not trades. They're trade targets. So, I mean, it's debatable how much you want to give up. Uh, I'm just going to list them all here. Davis Bertans, you can just give me a yes or no if you'd like. Probably not. I don't think he's very good. He makes a lot more money than he should be making. Fair enough. Kyle Anderson, Memphis. No. Really? What's his three-point percentage, Jack? Is it good? Am I going to look like an ass here? I don't think he's a very good three-point shooter. I think he's improved a lot this season. Uh, 42.9%. Oh, there you go. Sam makes an ass <laughs> out of himself. I don't know. I, uh, I'm yeah. not paying a lot for him if I trade for him. He makes like 8 mil, 9 mil. No, I mean sending a package. Oh, I think it'd probably end up being like Neesmith in a first if you do anything. Uh, I don't know. Uh, last one, I think you'll like Joe Ingles, Utah Jazz. Yeah, I mean... What are you giving up? But I think yes, you do that. I think Ingles rules, and I don't. But I don't think Utah is going to give him up. The issue with that, Utah has no money, and they have to pay him after the season. Ah. Um. Yeah. That. That's all we have for you today. Um. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the From the Raptors podcast. Make sure to check out uh, Sam on Twitter at Sam LaFrance NBA. Me on Twitter at yes. Jackson on NBA. Uh, us on Twitter at Bannertown USA. Uh, check out the pregame shows at Guy Boston Sports on YouTube and Facebook. You can leave a like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on the Air app where they're live during games, you know, giving our takes, stuff like that. Bannertownusa.com. Banner, feel like it. Yeah, we've been we've been getting a little busy. It's but. tough. I don't I don't like being bothered during the games. <laughs> Bannertownusa.com as well for you know previews, takeaways, and other articles as well. And yeah, per usual, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yes, uh, Jack dropped the handles, so I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, Follow us. That's our show for today. Bye.